0: Hi everybody. Welcome to Pastor's Point of View, number 247. Today is March the 24th, 2023. Uh, My name is Dr. Andy Woods. I'm the pastor teacher here at Sugarland Bible Church. I'm back with my friend, colleague, fellow elder, associate pastor, Dr. Jim McGowan. And um, we have another prophecy update for you today. Here's our eight fold outline that we're going to try to get through today. There's an awful lot going on uh, that we believe is prophetically significant, and so we're going to try to bring you up to speed. Let's start first with the Gog Magog update, and you'll notice this map here with uh, Persia circled. Persia, we believe, is Iran. Iran. This map is taken from Ezekiel 38 and 39, which describes in the end times the principal nations that are, that are going to invade Israel in the end times, one of which is Persia or Iran. And so things happening in the news indicating Iran's um, aggressiveness, um, we believe, is ultimately setting the stage for this invasion. Genius. So with that being said, we have this article from Joel Rosenberg, March the 15th, 2023, from All Arab News, and it's dealing with Iranian terror drones. The article says, Coming soon to a theater near you, the U.S. and Europe need to get far more serious about stopping Tehran before more serious attacks occur. Can you read that underlined section for us? sir.
1: It's no secret that Iran has been developing its offensive military hardware and capabilities for decades. Although the West has been focused primarily on Tehran's illegal and highly dangerous nuclear program and ballistic missile capabilities, the war in Ukraine has shown Iran's ability to wreak havoc with a far less expensive form of weaponry, drones. In fact, Iran is quickly becoming one of the world's largest producers of drones.
0: So with Iran, it's not just a question of them getting their hands on nukes, <laughs> which yeah. is the world's concern. It's, it's their movement into these, you know, highly sophisticated military drones. Yeah. Um, speaking of Iran... Um, We have another map here, and you notice that we've got Russia and Iran uh, both circled. Mm -hmm. So what the prophecies indicate is not only will these nations invade Israel in the end times, but before that happens, they seem to be cooperating with each other. Yes. And uh, here is an article from APnews.com, March the 15th. 2023, it's entitled, China, Russia, and Iran hold joint naval drills in Gulf of Oman. What does that article say?
1: Naval forces from China, Iran, and Russia, countries at odds with the United States, are staging joint drills in the Gulf of Oman this week, China's defense minister said Tuesday, quoting, this exercise will help deepen practical cooperation between the participating countries' navies. The three countries held similar drills last year and in 2019.
0: See, as our military is debating pronouns, <laughs> and as we are you know, debating uh, what, what, what's a man, what's a woman, right. can a man become a woman, you know, all, and, and critical race theory, right. all these really important subjects, You know, the enemies of America are holding, you know, joint naval drills. Right. Um, You know, what's interesting about this is not just just are Iran and Russia together involved, Mm -hmm. but what we see is China being thrown into the mix. That's right. You'll notice this um, chart here, because I want to show people where we think China fits, entitled Tribulation Judgments. And here I'm speaking of the sixth uh, trumpet judgment and the sixth golden (laughs) bowl of wrath judgment. And concerning the sixth trumpet judgment, remind us what Revelation chapter 9, verse 14 and then verse 16 says.
1: All right, Revelation chapter 9. This is included in the passage here, 13 through 16, but we're going to read just... 14 and 16, release the four angels who are, about, who are bound at the great river Euphrates. And the number of the armies of the horsemen was 200 million. I heard the number of them.
0: And then if you could read Revelation 16 verse 12, which is dealing with the sixth um, bowl judgment. Verse
1: 12. Verse 13, 19,
0: did I... Mess uh, up? Revelation chapter 16, verse 12, right here. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: All right, back to verse...
0: Here it is right here. here it is. All, it is. All right, yeah. I'm yeah.
1: sorry. I'll get my act together here. Revelation sixteen, twelve. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river, the river Euphrates, and its water was dried up so that the way would be prepared for the kings from the east.
0: So you kind of put the whole thing together... And uh, let's put up this map here with the Euphrates and the tigris circled um, so people can see exactly what we're talking about. You put the sixth uh, uh, trumpet and the sixth bowl judgment together and, and what it, they both talk about. And I believe that the uh, sixth trumpet is talking about the front end. And the sixth bowl is talking about the back end of this judgment. But mm-hmm. in essence, what's, what's happening is a giant army of 200 million is passing from the Far East into the Middle East to participate in the final battle called the Battle of Armageddon. Yes. And as this army is making its trajectory from the Far East into the Middle East to participate In this battle in northern Israel, they slaughter a third of the world's population, you know, in the process. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things to understand is that the the Euphrates River is really that geographical marker that separates the Middle East from the Far East. And according to Bible prophecy, that Euphrates River is going to be dried up under satanic power Mm -hmm. to pave the way for the kings of the east. So the big question is, well, who are the kings of the east? There's actually an argument to be made that if you're trying to locate China somewhere in Bible prophecy, this is where to find it. Yes, sir. And that was the opinion of the late John Walbert in his Revelation commentary. Um, If you don't mind just reading that last sentence there.
1: All right. The rising power of parts of the Orient in our day in countries such as Japan, China, and India, as well as lesser nations, makes such an invasion a reasonable prediction.
0: So Walvard felt that that giant army in the Orient could be China, uh, India, and Japan. Yeah. And so I just find it very interesting that we have this giant Chinese empire and army that fits the basic description that mm-hmm. the Bible gives arising in the last days. Yeah. So it's not just um, Iran and Russia, Ezekiel 38, mm-hmm. but it's also China, Revelation chapter 9, and Revelation chapter 16, yes. all together involved in the end time scenario. And that's why this particular article that we quoted earlier describing joint naval exercises not just between russia and iran but also china i find very prophetically significant it's amazing (laughs) and uh, the very powers that the bible predicts that will invade israel are now cooperating with each other all while america seems to be just kind of um you know Uh, fiddling as Rome burns Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so to speak Um, speaking of China let's go to our next bullet point Um, if China is going to play this significant role in the end times notice uh, this particular headline here from Fox News written by John Brown February 24 2023 it says China is ramping up persecution as it demands worship and allegiance of Xi Jinping. Mm -hmm. According to a watchdog group, the Chinese government used um, pandemic, Policies to Crack Down on Christian Gatherings. Surprise. Yeah, help us with that article.
1: All right. The Chinese Communist Party escalated its persecution of Christians throughout 2022 as the country clamped down on churches and online religious content while demanding allegiance to to Chinese President Xi Jinping, according to a watchdog group. A report released last week by the U.S.-based non-governmental organization China Aid warned that the Chinese government is using charges of fraud to financially (laughs) suffocate the church movement, which consists of Christian congregations that have not registered with China's official Protestant church. Uh, goes on to say that by using, quoting now, uh, China aid president and founder, Bob Wu, and this is what he says, by using the new measures against religious content online and the infamous zero jab policy, authorities limited or eliminated Christian gatherings. The Chinese government is also cracking down on Christian websites and apps in an attempt to remove Christianity from cyberspace, according to China Aid. While the Chinese government has long demanded sole allegiance to the Communist Party, in recent years it has been emphasizing allegiance to Jinping.
0: So apparently allegiance to the Communist Party is not enough. No. No they want allegiance to the their leader the dictators Xi uh, the dictator, Jinping. they literally want him to be worshiped and yes. they they're looking at christianity as a threat to that and so if you're not registered with the official church in china did you know you had to you had to register to be a church member in china i had amazing? heard that yeah and um, if you're holding some kind of house church independent of the official state church mm-hmm. then what does it say here the Chinese government is going to crack down on you. And they're actually using technology and they're using uh, the pandemic scenario to further put pressure on these individual house churches. And, uh, you know, if all of that weren't enough, they're trying to strip um, any reference to Christianity outside of the preordained government narrative from the Internet and from social media completely right. so that so we think we have problems here in the united states this is what our brothers and sisters in china mm-hmm. you know are are experiencing yeah. and of course we want to uh, be considerate of them we want to think about them we want to pray for them that's right but the reason i bring this up is not only to draw attention to the abuse of human rights in china But to show you how China, if the Walward quote we gave earlier is correct, is falling into Mm -hmm. the exact prophetic orbit that Bible prophecy speaks of. Right. So Bible prophecy speaks of um, an invasion. First of all, Ezekiel 38 as uh, Russia and Iran are invading Israel. And then it speaks of this massive eastern army. Uh, crossing the Euphrates River to participate in the final battle of Armageddon. So if all of this is true, it's no wonder to see things in the news related to China's hostility towards Christianity and all three working together and running joint naval exercises together. So I think we're living in very prophetically significant times.
1: Well, the headlines just continue to prove (laughs) the Bible.
0: Yeah. And it's it's interesting to me that the more we get into the headlines – the more it moves closer to the biblical scenario. That's, that's exactly right. Not further away. Yes. Now, this, let's go to our third area. Third area of prophetic development is anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. which I'm going to define as an irrational hatred Yes. for the physical descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In fact, if you look at this little graphic or picture here, uh, where it says connecting Revelation 12 with anti Semitism. This is really depicting Revelation chapter 12, verses 6 through 17, where Satan, who apparently still has access to God's throne in heaven, mm-hmm. he can go there not to worship and serve as he once did as a high-ranking angel, but rather to communicate and accuse. That's right. He actually loses that privilege halfway through the tribulation period Mm -hmm. once the temple is desecrated, and he goes down and he persecutes the woman clothed with the sun and the moon and the 12 stars, which is a a clear reference to the nation of Israel. Yes. Yes when you factor in Joseph's dream there in Genesis chapter 37, verses 9 and 10. But this is just... And and Satan, by the way, is trying to gobble up Israel in the second half of the tribulation period so the kingdom can never come to the earth. Exactly. Which has to come through Israel. And he has but a short time or 42 months to pull it off. And this is describing... uh, anti-Semitism really reaching a fever pitch in the second half of the tribulation period. And this is where Satan, in essence, is going to be using the two beasts, Mm -hmm. the Antichrist and the false prophet, to persecute Israel. That's right. Um, So if all of this is true, anti-Semitism will accelerate as we get to the end of the age. In fact, we have a couple of prophecies from the book of Zechariah Dealing with the hostility of the nations towards Israel in the last days. What does Zechariah 12 and verse 3 say?
1: All right, Zechariah 12:3. Once again, we're reading from the New American Standard 95 update. It will come about in that day that I will make Jerusalem a heavy stone for all the peoples. All who lift it will be severely injured and all the nations of the earth will be gathered against it.
0: And you have a parallel prophecy or passage, a chapter or so later, in Zechariah 14, verse 2. You can just read verse 2 if you don't mind. All
1: right, Zechariah 14, verse 2. For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city will be captured, the houses plundered, the women ravished, and half of the city exiled. But the rest of the people will not be cut off From the city,
0: now I don't have an additional graphic on this, but Charles Feinberg, the great Bible scholar who wrote a commentary on the book of Zechariah, says these passages clearly indicate that at the time of the end, the nations will be bitten with with the bug of insanity, Mm. as they will become wildly anti-Semitic. Yes. So, with all of that being said. (laughs) we see this stage certainly being set for these prophecies. Boy, that's the truth. Notice uh, this particular article from worldisraelnews.com dated March the 14th, 2023. It says, the United Nations teachers call to murder Jews. Mm -hmm. A new report reveals, and this is something called uh, uh, UNRWA, I guess it's UNRWA, Schools funded by the US, yes, funded by the US and the EU, mm-hmm. indoctrinate Palestinian children towards promoting hate and violence. Mm-hmm. So, this it deals with global education, it's being aimed at children very young, yes. uh, grades spanning. 5th through 10th, mm-hmm. the UN is taking U- United States money as, as well as money from other countries yeah. to put together education, which is really not education at all. It's designed to communicate to the youth around the world that Israel is the bad guy, and it's basically globally tax funded propaganda. Promoting Jewish hatred. Help us with that article.
1: It's actually indoctrination. Indoctrination. Here's the article, folks. Just portion of it. This is a very long article. I encourage yep. you to get it, uh, get the notes. But here's what it says: Teachers and schools at the UN agency that runs education and social services for Palestinians regularly call to murder Jews and create teaching materials that glorify terrorism. Encourage Martyrdom, Demonize Israelis, and Incite Anti-Semitism reveals a new report by two independent research and monitoring groups. And then now we're going to be quoting. With a budget of $1.6 billion, nearly 60% of which goes to education and a staff of 30,000, the UN agency might be the most heavily funded educational undertaking in the history of international aid, said Marcus Sheff, CEO of the Institute for Monitoring Peace and Cultural Tolerance, which is an Israeli group, by the way. The article goes on to say (sighs) that this entity, this UN entity, WNRWA, Syria employee, Labibe Ishkandarani, celebrated, wait for it, Adolf Hitler when she shared a photograph of Hitler calling on him to wake up because there are still some people you need to burn. Likewise, in September 2022... Fifth graders at the school were taught to admire as a martyr and hero Ismail al-Kassem, the namesake of Hamas's military wing, who had preached the murder of Jews. And continuing on later in the article. It goes on to say, amounts pledged for 2022 included $344 million from the United States.
0: Yeah, so $344 million from our country goes into this United Nations Fund, which apparently is a massive budget. Uh, what did it say? $1.6 billion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes to subsidize propaganda like Hitler. We need you we need to wake up because there's still people for you to burn. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I pray frequently for God to bless the United States of America. But I really don't know how God can do that, quite mm-hmm. frankly, mm-hmm. with um, our government paying for this worldwide propaganda to demonize the Jewish people And in particular, to demonize the nation of Israel.
1: Can you imagine they just took $344 million out of the pockets of taxpayers without telling them?
0: Without telling (laughs) them. They
1: didn't ask me my opinion on it. That's
0: exactly right. And this is the type of worldwide insanity that Charles Feinberg was talking about. Yeah when he was commenting on the book of Zechariah in his Zechariah commentary. He's right. Global anti-Semitism. Yeah. Well, it's sad, but at the same time, it shouldn't shock us. No. Because this is the type of scenario that the Bible anticipates for the end of the age. Yeah. Um, this type of anti-Semitism is so severe, it goes right down into soccer matches. Oh, boy. Uh, notice uh, this article from com. It says anti-semitism at a school soccer match in Turkey, Mm -hmm. uh, dated March the 17th, 2023. What does that article say?
1: Students from the American high school in Istanbul celebrated their victory over a local Jewish high school team in a soccer match on Monday. The students reportedly made the Nazi salute towards the Jewish players. Who were shocked and quickly left the stadium. Dr. Hai Etan Kohen Yanaroka, an expert on Turkish studies at Tel Aviv University, said the well, incident was evidence of the rise of anti-Semitism in Turkey. The fact that the incident occurred in such a prestigious American school proves the alarming rise of anti-Semitism in Turkey, he said.
0: So you you defeat an opponent in a match and instead of like the old days, you know, we, we used to shake hands. Line up and shake hands. Line up and shake hands. They do the Nazi salute. Yeah, unbelievable. And this comes from a prestigious uh, a school, yeah. apparently. Notice that this took place in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Notice uh, our map here, and you'll notice that we have Turkey circled. Um, Turkey is Meshach, Tubal, gomer and tagorma which is also one of the players in this ezekiel 38 and 39 invasion and so kind of stands to reason very sadly that turkey would be would also um start to become increasingly ever more anti-semitic as we get closer to the end of the age that's right so um (laughs) the anti-semitism seems to be on the rise yes. which is prophetically significant mm-hmm. let's go to our fourth area here and it has to do with globalism um, we've spoken many times about the prophecy in the book of daniel chapter 7 verse 23 about a one world government in the end times and what does that prophecy say
1: daniel seven twenty-three: the fourth beast will be a fourth kingdom on the earth which will be different from all the other kingdoms and will devour the whole earth and tread it down and crush it.
0: So at bare minimum, this prophecy is predicting one world tyranny Absolutely. in the end times. Yes. And so that's another prophetic theme that's developing is this uh, globalism, which we think is setting the stage for you know, the Antichrist's one world government. And so with all of that being said, notice this article... Um, March the 14th, 2023. uh, It deals with a recent meeting at the Trilateral Commission and um, one of the uh, people that attended the meeting identified something that one of the speakers said. Would you mind reading that part there of the article?
1: All right. The speaker, who cannot be identified according to commission (laughs) rules... Everything's
0: secret, I guess.
1: Yes. Went on Quoting now, three decades of globalization defined and integrated free market and deflationary or defined as free market and deflationary has been replaced by what will be a multi-decade period of globalization defined as fragmented, not free market based, but industrial policy based and structurally inflationary. This year, 2023, is year one of this new global order.
0: So we're going to have an economy that deals with globalization. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, it's not going to have or it's actually going to cause inflation in some parts of the world. And uh, it's basically a government-planned, government-controlled economy, according to this speaker. And this speaker says, oh, by the way, it begins this year. Mm -hmm. This is year one, or this is year, this year, rather, 2023 is year one of this new global order. Mm -hmm. Uh, The expression new global order is not our quote. It's their quote. And that's what they're talking about at the Trilateral Commission, which is for a long time has Mm -hmm. been one of these Mm -hmm. groups that wants to sort of assert a transnational structure over the nations of the earth, yeah. including the United States of America. So we're watching the new world order develop, you mm-hmm. know, right before our eyes. Again, tragic, but not surprising given what Daniel chapter 7, verse 23 yeah. says. Um, how, and how in the world mm-hmm. do you control the populations of, population of the entire earth <laughs> in a new world order? Well, the answer is you have to bring in a cashless system. Yes. Where if people are doing things outside the government narrative, they're locked out of the economy. That's right. Uh, this is exactly what the book of Revelation, chapter 13, verses 16 through 18, seems to be alluding to. Here what we that go. Say?
1: Yeah. Revelation thirteen sixteen through 18. And he causes all the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the freemen and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or to sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for the number is that of a man, and his number is 666.
0: So people need to understand that phasing out cash is huge amen. in terms of global control. Yes. You know, as long as you're doing your transactions in cash, they have no record of how you spend your money. But the moment everything becomes digitized, suddenly there's a paper trail. That's right. And now the tools are in place to put in together, put together kind of a social credit system, and to shut people out who uh, happen to be pr- promoting or expressing ideas that contradict the new world order. Mm -hmm. And so this cashless system goes hand in hand with the new world order that's on the horizon. So with all of that being said, notice this article from finance.yahoo.com, March the 15th, 2023. It says the Federal Reserve is to launch an instant payment service FedNow system beginning in July. What does that article say?
1: The Federal Reserve said Wednesday it will launch its long awaited instant payment service, FedNow, in July. The instant payment network will settle payments in seconds with the capability to support consumer to consumer, consumer to merchant, and merchant to merchant and bank to bank transactions. Ken Montgomery, first Vice President of the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston and FedNow program executive noted, availability of the service is just the beginning and growing the network of participating financial institutions will be key to increasing the availability of instant payments for consumers and businesses across the country. Fed Governor Michelle Bowman said last year that FedNow, which will enable consumers and businesses to send payments instantly, could offer some of the same benefits as a central bank digital currency.
0: Yeah, which is digitized uh, currency. Yeah. More on that in a second. But as you read that paragraph, did you notice how many times it says instant or instantly? I counted, what, two, three... Four times there, and that's how it's being sold to the American population is under convenience. Yeah, that's exactly Get right. rid of cash because cash is inconvenient, Yes. and you're going to be able to transact instantaneously. Well, that's just a stepping stone <laughs> yes. into the New World Order or the Mark yes, of the Beast is. system because that ultimately is going to lead to a destruction of your freedom Yes. where you're locked out financially because you happen to think the wrong way or buy the wrong products, or say the wrong things, or go to the wrong church, uh, et cetera. Hmm. So cash itself, or money itself, is actually being redefined as we speak. That's right. So with that being said, notice this article from The Blaze, this one by Daniel Horowitz, March the 2nd, 2023. It says, South Dakota... And other red states are about to ban Bitcoin Mm -hmm. as legal money and grease the skids for the central bank digital currency. Mm -hmm. Uh, What does that article say?
1: In South Dakota, the state targeted first, because it is home to the big banks, members of the South Dakota House Freedom Caucus flagged a very disturbing provision about the changes to the most important definition of all, the definition of money itself. (laughs) In plain English, it appears to open the door for states to preemptively accept any new currency adopted by governments, which in the area we live, live in is designated for CBDC. However, in the ultimate double whammy, It would exclude Bitcoin from the definition of money because it was in existence before this future hypothetical medium of exchange is adopted. So, the amendment presupposes an electronic medium of exchange for legal tender, but excludes those forms already in existence, presumably to pave the road for the ultimate form of digital currency officials are planning. Bills that contain this redefinition of money already passed the Kentucky State, the, Montana, excuse me, the Kentucky Senate, the Montana Senate, the Indiana Senate, and the North Dakota House. They have breezed through the committees in every state that they have been, where they've been introduced. If this is not stopped, it will be the death of our freedom. They are coming for our bodies, our food, our energy, our land, and our currency. They want total control. Red state governors should be working overtime to stop this rather than being complicit in the demise of our liberty. Back when Andrew Jackson warned about a central bank, there was no such thing as digital currency or the technology to cut off your ability to participate in human life. There was also no such thing as CRT, DEI, ESG, transgenderism, or wokeness. The amalgamation of those factors put together make CBDC the greatest threat to our life and liberty, especially when tethered to the biomedical surveillance state that was cemented during
0: the jab. Yes, the pandemic. You know, it's interesting that And what this article talks about is something called the Uniform Commercial Code. Yes, right. And Mm -hmm. what all of these bills that are just galloping through all of these state legislatures are doing is they're basically redefining money itself so that it will include central bank digital currencies, which is basically cashless, digitized currency that we've Mm -hmm. been speaking of. And in the process, they're banning something called Bitcoin, mm-hmm. which is—I guess I'm no expert on it—but it's an electronic form of money. But it gives mm-hmm. people more privacy, mm-hmm. and it gives them more independence. Yeah. So the Uniform Commercial Code in all of these states, and it's just—it's just moving through these state legislatures with great velocity, and it's like most people aren't even reading the bills as they're about That's to be, as about to become law. Yeah. But they're altering the, uni- the, U- the Uniform Commercial Code to change the definition of currency mm-hmm. or money to include CBDCs and to simultaneously ban Bitcoin. Yeah. And this is all a great march into the cashless system, which they will use to control the masses. Yeah. Now, fortunately, mm-hmm. we have governors like the one in South Dakota Who actually reads the legislation before she signs it. What a a shock. And she vetoed recently Mm -hmm. one of these these bills. And more red state governors desperately need to do this. Or we are galloping into this cashless system. So we have this article from Breitbart by Jeff Poor. March the 11th, 2023. It's related to Mm -hmm. Christy uh, Neom, if I'm pronouncing that right, who's governor of South Dakota. The title of it is Central Bank Digital Currency Paving the Way for Federal Control of currency to control the people. She had an appearance recently on Tucker Carlson, and that's talked about in this article. So what does that article say?
1: Yeah, just very quickly in the article, we're gonna use the uh, acronym UCC, which Andy just mentioned means uniform commercial code. But let me explain to you what that means. The uniform commercial code governs all commercial activities. So keep that in mind. Mm Friday on Tucker Carlson Tonight, Governor Kristi Noem decried legislation passed by the South Dakota legislature to update the definition of currency to include cryptocurrency and digital current. Noem said she vetoed the bill because it threatened to open the door for federal control of people. As we started
0: reading through it, she saying... Well, th- we, there's the key. As we started reading through it. As we started reading she through She was it. actually reading the legislation she was about to sign. God bless her. What a, what, a, what a concept. What a
1: concept. As we started reading through it, we saw the section of the bill that changed the definition of currency. And essentially, what it did was paved the way for a government-led central bank digital currency, and it also banned any other form of cryptocurrency or Bitcoin or digital currency that existed. Nome continued, but I'm telling you, Tucker, we've got the same language coming to over 20 other states. I believe it's to pave the way for the federal government to control our currency and thus control people. It should be alarming to everyone and it's
0: being sold as a UCC guidelines update. So one veto in South Dakota is not going to help us. It helps us some. But there's 20 other states where the governors need to start exercising that veto how does that article conclude
1: all right she continues so not only can they tie these two issues together if the government doesn't approve of what you're purchasing if they have the only form of digital currency out there that is endorsed and utilized in the country they can control how you spend the money and thus take away all your freedom, she added.
0: And so when John in Revelation 13, 16 through 18 talks about this system that doesn't involve cash, you know, commentators for the last 2,000 years have tried to make sense of that. Yeah. Well, we don't have to strain anymore at all. That's, we know exactly what right, it's brother. talking about. And although this stuff, CBDC, et cetera, may not be the mark of the beast system, it's certainly moving us in that direction. It's getting this thing. Yeah, Technology never... Pushes us in the opposite direction, mm-hmm. and once this system is in place, essentially what it, what the, what will happen is it will launch worldwide persecution against the Bible believing Christian, mm-hmm. and so that takes us to our sixth category yeah. here: mm-hmm. persecution which is predicted in the last days we find it in Revelation chapter 17 and verse 6 what does that say
1: all right Revelation 17:6 and I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the witnesses of Jesus when I saw her I wondered greatly You want me to read 15 also? No, I think that's good.
0: And, you know, when you look at our tribulation judgments, a chart we had up a little earlier, Mm -hmm. let's just direct people's attention to the fifth seal judgment. Um, Here we have a list of the various seal judgments in Revelation chapter 6. And number five there, you'll notice, is, uh, is martyrdoms. And when you correlate that with the birth pains of Matthew 24, yes, um, you have number five there: martyrdoms that are predicted not only in Matthew 24 verses 9 through 13, but also Revelation chapter 6 verses 9 through 11. In yes. fact, what does Matthew 24 and verse 9 say?
1: All right, Matthew 24 verse 9. Then they will deliver you to tribulation and will kill you, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. And what does the parallel passage Revelation chapter 6 verse 9 say? All right, Revelation chapter 6 verse 9 says, when the lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and because of the testimony which they had maintained.
0: So this new world order is being sold to us as some wonderful thing. But biblically, we know how it's going to end. It's going to end in, you know, tyranny. Which will lead to persecution against God's people. Right. And you see that predicted in Revelation 17, verse 6, uh, Matthew 24, verse 9, Revelation chapter 6, verse 9. I mean, God's mm. word could not be clearer. Amen. And so, one of the uh, signs that we know we're drifting. Closer and closer to the end time scenario is worldwide persecution against the people of God. And that persecution is even beginning to happen right here in the late great United States of America. Notice this article from Courtney O'Brien, Fox News, March the 15th, 2023. It says a court rules against an employee fired for refusing to attend an LGBTQ training session. Uh, What is that article about? A federal appellate
1: court rejected the appeal of a former account clerk in western New York who was fired from his job for refusing to attend a mandatory LGBTQ training in 2018. The article goes on to say, the plaintiff had argued that the LGBTQ training and makeup session were aimed at changing his religious beliefs about gender and sexuality, and that attending the training would have caused him to violate the religious teachings to which he adheres, according to the lawsuit. In sum, no facts in the records supporting a finding that Mr. zudinsky was terminated because of his, religi- of his religion. Rather, the evidence in the, re- in the record supports defendants' position that his termination was due to repeatedly refusing to attend a mandatory employee training. The Second U.S. Court, uh, Circuit Court of Appeals backed BOCES, uh, this week saying, in its opinion, that Zdonsky had failed to provide sufficient evidence for his claims. It just seems like the country is against the Christian way of life, and it's for everything else, Zudensky responded. We're not allowed to practice our way of life, but anyone else can, it seems.
0: Yeah, and just let's just stop there just for the okay. sake of time, mm-hmm. but really it's, you know, this guy is... Uh, You know, doing his job, by the way, he worked in a a cubicle, yeah. so the training wouldn't have helped him do his job at all. Mm -mm. Uh, It had no bearing on his job, but the powers that be say you need to go through this sensitivity training, and it's basically promotion of the transgender same-sex agenda, and he basically says, I'm sorry, but, you know, that violates my convictions Mm -hmm. as a Bible-believing Christian, um, he claims that the First Amendment is on his side, and this uh, second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals just, you know, basically said he has no First Amendment claims whatsoever, and Gosh. this business has a, wow. a duty, a right, and a duty to get rid of him because he's a you know, non-compliant employee. Th- this is the type of thing that is happening more and more frequently and right. more and more regularly in the United States. The First Amendment, it's like people act um, like it doesn't exist anymore. That's true. And you're going to go into this training and you're going to, have to be subjected to a lot of material that that violate your biblical convictions, and we don't care. Mm -hmm. And and don't run to the federal courts for help. And if this kind of thing is happening in the United States, think think what's happening worldwide. Oh, amen. Um, And so with that being said, let's go to our uh, seventh area. And this has to do with Babylon, the New World Order, Of course, needs a headquarters. Mm -hmm. And notice what the book of Revelation, chapter 17 and verse 18 says
1: Revelation 17, 18. The woman who you saw is the great city which reigns over the kings of the earth.
0: Now, the best I understand Bible prophecy is that the New World Order at some point is going to be headquartered in a city in literal Babylon and there's our map right. again with the Euphrates and the Tigris circled by the way, Henry Morris in his uh, revelation commentary talks about how that's an ideal place for a world capital. Mm-hmm. And I do talk about it in my book, um, Babylon, the bookends of prophetic history. Yes. If people have an interest in that subject, they can get that book and read it. But what's interesting is Babylon is is coming to life again. Yes, it is. And notice this article uh, from unesco.org, March the 14th, 2023. And it's dealing with a historic visit marking UNESCO's progress to revive. And then it goes on and it talks about basically the culture Mm -hmm. of Mesopotamia and Babylonia. What does that article say?
1: The first day of the visit took place on Monday, uh, March 6th, where the UNESCO Director General visited the Iraq National Museum in Baghdad, a highly symbolic site of the Mesopotamian culture. The museum is an example of UNESCO's work and its important role in the return of nearly 17,000 artifacts to Iraq in 2021. Thus, this museum represents the symbolic return of Baghdad's
0: cultural life so so basically what's happening here is you have the uh, funded by the UN the UNESCO director visiting Babylonia the area there mm-hmm. between yeah. Mesopotamia yeah. the right. area between the Tigris and the Euphrates with the intention of bringing that ancient culture back to life right And that's why visiting this museum with all of its artifacts was such a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it goes on here and it talks about other landmarks that they are seeking to rehabilitate. Mm -hmm. Uh, It talks about three bronze bells. (laughs) And it talks about structures that defy gravity that were built by Christians and Muslims. And so you can see what's happening is Babylon is being brought back to life. Artifacts are being selected in this new culture that would unite uh, Islam and Christendom together. Unite. Uh, Yeah, unite supposedly uh, Islam and Christendom together. And we think this is sort of a stage setting for the world government of the last days, which will be headquartered in Babylon. People think it's strange that a city could be built so fast. (laughs) In that yeah. part of the world, yeah. but the truth is, this kind of thing is happening all of the time. Mm-hmm. Look no further than Dubai. This is from traveler365.com. It says a $5 billion USD giant moon shaped resort is coming to Dubai.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, are you ready for this? Dubai may launch a $5 billion moon shaped destination resort designed by Canadian architecture firm Moon World Resorts, Inc. The company intends to build the 224-meter-tall luxury lunar complex in Dubai and plans to have it ready within 48 months, (laughs) aiming to attract 2.5 million visitors a year And with an annual forecast of $1.8 billion
0: in revenue. And and the article goes on and it talks about this massive superstructure. (laughs) Um, That's $5 billion. It's about to be built in Dubai. There's our map Mm. of Dubai. Wow. Um, You see there, we've got an arrow towards Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. And you see how close that is to Mm -hmm. Babylon? Yes, sir. And so I think more and more articles like this defeats the idea that you can't have a city you know coming into existence in that part of the world that fast. That's right. In fact, this is supposed to be built within 48 months. <laughs> That's is, amazing is yeah. what it is what it's talking about. And so with all that being said, let's go to our last area here on our prophecy update. And it has to do with apostasy. As all of these other signs are coming together in tandem, the Bible predicts what's going to happen to the Bible-believing church mm-hmm. in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. What does that say?
1: 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths.
0: So, you know, amongst all of the, the talk today about revival, mm-hmm. and I no nobody would be more happy than myself to see a revival sweep the United States yeah. and the world. The, the, the truth of the matter, though, is in the Bible, revival is not predicted,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but, or nor is it uh, promised, Right. but apostasy is predicted and promised. That's right. And this is what Paul, in the verses you just read, said at the very end of his life. He said the Bible-believing church, as we get closer to the end of the age, is going to run off the rails. And so you'll notice this article here from harbingersdaily.com, written by my friend David Fiorazzo. I've appeared many times on his wonderful podcast Uh, Stand Up for the Truth, I think is the name of his podcast. This is dated March the 13th, 2023. And he's commenting on recent research from Barna. And the title of this article is, The Biblical Worldview is Shuffling Towards the Edge of a Cliff. Mm -hmm. And what does that article say?
1: Is belief in God and the biblical worldview nearing extinction in America? According to a new and not exactly shocking study from the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University, the answer is yes. This is the first study of Americans' worldview in the post-lockdown era of the last few years. According to the CRC, the biblical worldview has declined to a disturbing historic low of just 4%. Every adult has a worldview, a lens through which we see the world and a filter by which we make our decisions. And I agree with researcher Dr. George Barna who says people don't accidentally or randomly go through life and suddenly acquire a biblical worldview. It takes a committed, intentional, purposeful effort to develop. The new study shows Fewer people believe in one true God. And George Barna adds, quoting, When you put the data in perspective, the biblical worldview is shuffling toward the edge of the cliff. As things stand today, biblical theism is much closer to extinction in America than it is to influencing the soul of the nations. 4% is lowest. It's been since Barna began measuring biblical worldview in the early 1990s. The obvious concern today is young people have almost non-existent godly influences in their lives. As a result, Americans are raising the most defiant uh, (laughs) anti-Christian kids who are, quote, the most aggressive at rejecting biblical principles in our culture.
0: See, if if you're wanting to know what's wrong with the United States, this is it. There it is right there. It's fewer and fewer people have a biblical lens right. through which they look at life, which is what a worldview is. And yeah. Barna says it's nearing extinction. It's the lowest it's ever been. Wow. Now that is a form of apostasy because at one time in our country, The majority of the population had a biblical worldview. In fact, most people don't know this, but the Supreme Court in 1892, um, in a case called The Church of the Holy Trinity versus the United States, concluded in a unanimous opinion. That this is a Christian nation. And this is um, a quote from uh, Justice David Josiah Brewer who wrote the opinion for the for a unanimous, mm-hmm. it wasn't some narrow victory, wow. unanimous uh, 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 majority. And, and what, what did he say in that quote? And this is language that goes back to the Supreme Court. That's right. So we're not quoting here some, some right-wing literature. That's right. Um, this is what our Supreme Court said in 1892 concerning the influence of Christianity <laughs> in the United States. Yes.
1: Listen to this, folks. Here's the quote. This is historically true from the discovery of this continent to the present hour, there is a single voice making this affirmation. These are not the sayings, declarations of private persons. They are organic utterances. They speak the voice of the entire people. These and many other matters which might be noticed... Add a volume of unofficial declarations to the mass of organic utterances that this is a Christian nation."
0: And they cited about 87 historical precedents when they reached this conclusion. This is the United States Supreme Court. Now, we've gone from that, 1892 to today where 4% of Americans, according to Barna, have a biblical worldview. And this is exactly the kind of thing that Paul said would happen at the end of the age. Well, and As you know, man, we'll,
1: go ahead. Pastor, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you know, part of the reason for that is because this kind of information is not being disseminated <laughs> in our education
0: system. That's exactly right. And, um, you know, we're looking at the only Christian nation, the most major Christian nation on the face of the earth that's in the process of jettisoning its Christianity. Yes, sir. And Paul predicted this when he talked about doctrinal departures in the last days. One more Mm. fast thing, and it deals with this group called Bios Logos. This was written by Thomas Littleton, March the 13th, 2023, from his blog that I would uh, encourage everyone to subscribe to. It's called 30 Pieces of Silver. And Bios Logos, he says, promotes a massive agenda. 2030 goal with the UN high seas treaties endorsement now Mm -hmm. this is a group that was started to get rid of a literal interpretation of Genesis 1 through 11 and now they've gone you know so far Mm -hmm. uh, in their belief system that they're now endorsing globalist uh, treaties yeah and just for the sake of time can you just read this this last part here all right
1: yes sir And here's what they say, folks. Will the church lead the way and model as God's image bearers how we ought to care for the corals, clams, crabs, (laughs) and the rest of God's creatures in the sea? Our history has not been great in this respect. Of course, World Economic Forum and Council of Foreign Relations are celebrating UN High Seas Treaty.
0: So you're dealing with a group of people that call themselves evangelicals they're making appeals to people on the basis of the fact that we're all image bearers of God. All of their statements are wrapped up in this sort of Christian veneer. Mm -hmm. And yet at the end of the day, what are they promoting? A don't take Genesis one through 11 literally. So they've thrown in the towel to evolution and B uh, this is the latest form of apostasy. You know, they've signed on board to, you know, globalist UN, uh uh, type type of agenda yeah so that sort of brings us brother Hmm. jim to the conclusion of um, our prophecy update do you have any good news for us
1: well we always have some good news and it comes from the word of god titus chapter 2 verse 13 looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great god and savior christ jesus
0: so the hope in all of this is not in this world becoming a better place amen but it's in the soon return of Jesus to rescue us from this world. Yes. And people can be tied into that promise simply now as I'm speaking. Yes. By placing their hope or trust or confidence or reliance or dependence. Those are all synonyms for believe. yes Not into their own good works, but in the good work Jesus performed for them on the cross 2,000 years ago. And just like that, they can be saved and tied into this promise and not be stuck with the sinking sands of this world system. Amen. But the glorious return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So a very rapid prophecy update today. We dealt with Gog, Magog, China, anti-Semitism, globalism, cashless, the move into a cashless society, persecution, some developments related to Babylon, and some things happening in the United States related to apostasy. In terms of the decline of the Christian worldview and also um, evangelical organizations, which are adopting the globalist mindset. Mm -hmm. So that's all the time we have for today, Brother Jim. We want to thank folks out there for watching and listening to PPOV. Thank you for sharing it with your friends. And we're we're going to be back coming at you next week with similar information. So thanks for watching. God bless you. Get the show notes. (laughs)